1: tell joe biden and left-wing leaders across america hands off our kids paid for by america first legal you're listening to the huddle up podcast with chad jensen and zach kelberman join bronco's country's deep divers
2: at milehighhuddle.com and sound off and now it's time to drop some knowledge Okay, and we are live. I'm going to let this stream breathe for just a second. Make sure it's stable. Looks like we're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! Podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. And with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, I want to talk about these two topics in reverse order of how they broke. I want to start with Adam Gotzis, who we learned today courtesy of Mike Kliss, that the Denver Broncos have informed his agent at the Combine they will not be extending an offer to re-sign, even on some kind of a we-know-you're-injured, here's a prove-it-one-year-vet minimum. Nope, they're getting out of the Adam Gotsis business. So
0: another second-round pick, down the <laughs> toilet. As well they should, and this is a guy that I really didn't like the Broncos when they drafted him. I didn't think he was a, a good second-round caliber talent for them to take at that time. And, you know, uh, they had a chance to, dra- to draft – I think in Gakwe like five picks after Gotsis, and they pass up on him to take him. I never liked the pick. He never turned out to be anything more than just a, a decent run defender, offered nothing in terms of pass rush. He had that rape incident a couple off seasons ago that kind of muddied his stock. It's time for the Broncos to move on, plus also his ACL tear, Chad, which was revealed that it wasn't just a knee injury. It was something worse. So not only will he not be playing for the Broncos, he's not going to even be training until this summer. So he's not going to have any offers. If he comes back to Denver, it's for an injury replacement. Later in training camp.
2: Yep. This is true. This is true. And, you know, you think back to the apocryphal stories that we've heard about the 2016 draft and a certain defensive line coach who once wrestled a bear, literally <laughs> standing on the table, demanding John Elway take Adam Gotsis. And, mm-hmm. you know, from a fit perspective, it's not like Gotsis wasn't a you know, formidable prospect. Like there was a lot to like about Adam Gotsis coming out of what was it, Georgia Tech? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We uh, we often joked you and I about the the trunk. Uh, anyone that watched the All or Nothing of the Arizona Cardinals from 2015, it shows that GM and owner go on the road, do a little scouting trip, and they're checking out. Uh, they're scouting Adam Gotsis, and they're you know they love that his trunk. They kept talking about how big its trunk was, and they're like, look at that. So there's a lot to like about him. But he was viewed more, Zach, as a fourth-round, kind of fifth-round right. caliber. So when he ended up going in the second round, it was like, what in the heck is going on? Who's making these decisions? And it just goes to show, though, I mean, Elway, you know, he's he's the you know the, the buck stops with him, no doubt about it. But it goes to show you how much he actually does rely on and listen to his position coaches, the ones he trusts, especially when it comes to scouting. And, you know, there's some lessons to be learned from that, I think, Zach, you got to, you know, balance what they like and who they like and in the prospects that they're, you know, take a shine to with what your scouts are telling you and what your own eyes are telling you.
0: Yeah, he, he leaned on Matt Russell as well. I think mean, back then he also had Adam Peters, his, his VP of player personnel in the building. So he had as, as many generals behind him as possible giving him input. And I think he was relying more on upside. That draft also had Paxton Lynch. He was all about potential in that draft class. And the thing that the Broncos have done so well lately and Elway has done so well and corrected is taking guys now who have produced four-year starters, team captains, guys who've put out good film instead of banking on potential. And I think that's a big change between how the Broncos drafted in the Gotsis years and those twilight years we don't talk about and lately with their killer draft classes that's where Elway has improved the most I think guys
2: that's not the only topic we want to talk about here tonight of course this is the Mile High Mailbag we are your football priests and each and every week we're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions we want to get to your questions we want to get to your comments and your what's on your mind with regard to this this news on Gotsis. we also want to talk about what we learned today regarding Devontae Bosby but first you guys a uh, couple of quick matters of business. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. As you know, simply the best way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then while you're at it, make sure you're also following at Huddle for breaking Broncos news, in-depth analysis, draft, free agency, you name it. It's good to be subscribed if you're on YouTube. It's good to be following the Facebook page. Make sure you're also following Mile High Huddle on Twitter. And then if you haven't checked it out, just a gentle reminder, take some time, head over to HuddleUpPod.com, check out the merch store, get yourself a hat, get yourself a, a shirt, a hoodie, whatever you know meets your fancy. It's another great, organic, easy way to help support the show and, and support Mile High Huddle. This
1: is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. Paid for by America First Legal.
2: All right, Zach, I want to talk about Devonte Bosby. But first, we got to say thank you to Stu, our Super Chat Superstar number yes. one. Thank you, Stu. So on you. the road, if I remember, he was saying he was going to Chicago this week. So thanks for popping into the room. And thank you for your donation and your support. As always, Stu, you know we love you and hope your travels have been safe, buddy. Let us take a peek here. Well, before we get to your questions, guys, Devonte Bosby, here's the other news that I wanted to get your thoughts on, Zach. Of course, we want to hear what's on your guys' mind. We're going to, promise you, give me just a second here. The Broncos have decided that they're not going to tender Devontae Bosby, who, of course, Mm. was the corner that uh, the team picked up after the AAF, the now defunct AAF, formerly of the San Antonio Commanders, led the AAF in interceptions in that one year that the, the league existed. Broncos brought him in. He had two years of experience playing with Fangio Never quite cracked the 53 in Chicago, but he spent a couple of years in Fangio's scheme on the practice squad and whatnot. So he kind of had a little bit of a leg up when he first hit the Broncos roster, and it showed early on in training camp. He quickly outshined the likes of Isaac Yadam. By the time he got to the regular season, not only had Bosby made the 53, but he, by the end of the first quarter of the the season, he had leapfrogged Yadam, a former third-round pick. Now, Bosby, undrafted guy leapfrogs Yadam. He starts week four at uh, J- or versus Jacksonville, goes on the road, starts week five against the Chargers, and then he's the victim of that friendly fire where he and Alexander Johnson collided, and he had that scary neck injury. So he ends up on IR. And what he showed, those Zach, those first three games, basically week three, four, and five, in which we really got to see him have some reps, he looked good, and he looked like a great fit for Fangio's scheme. I remember him breaking up a few third-down passes <clears throat> against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in Week 3 on the road. And so we've just been assuming, look, considering the dearth of talent and this gaping hole that is the Broncos' cornerback position, Zach, you and I, we've just been assuming they're going to tender him. But according to Troy Rank, I think it was today, I believe it was Troy Rank, the Broncos are not going to tender uh, Devontae Bosby, and it must have – the only thing you can really charge it to, Zach, is they don't – think he's worth the little bit more than two million that they'd have to pay him on the first rider right of first refusal uh, RFA tender
0: I thought it would be a no-brainer, Chad, and I don't know why the Broncos are cheaping out now. They have $70 million in cap space. They can have close to 80, 85 million by making a few more moves. They're not going to just spend $2 million to get a starting caliber cornerback who blossomed in Fangio's system, who has all the physical traits, all the tools to be a starting caliber corner. I don't understand this move at all. Considering the lack of depth they have right now, the lack of starters, the, 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 the jumbled mess. That is the Broncos' secondary right now. I just don't understand. Maybe it's the neck injury they have uh, apprehension about. Maybe it's the fact they want to go all in on Byron Jones. They're, they're planning a splash for cornerback, but I don't know why he performed last year well. Coming off, playing in the AAF, he had no offseason, no break, comes right in, balls out for, for the Broncos. I don't understand why they're not bringing him back. I don't I don't get it. It's either the,
2: excuse me, it's either the neck. They're still worried about the neck. And let me remind everybody on January 15th, Bosby tweeted himself, Hey, I'm back to 100% looking good, excited for football, you know, excited to hit the field again. But the team, you know, they were there for that trip to the hospital in LA in which he could not, he had no feeling in his extremities for half an hour after that hit, by the way, thank you, Rick. We appreciate you, Doug. Um, and so, you know, they've been on the inside that team doctors dealing with, and maybe they're a little bit. It was a serious injury. A cervical sprain is a serious injury, but he appears to be recovered. Everything seems to be okay. My problem with this, Zach, well, many problems, but the number one thing that rises to the surface for me is that if you think you're going to find a number three caliber corner that has number two upside on the open market for less than two million bucks. Right. I don't know what you're smoking. It's a it's it's actually a really good deal. Now, you know, it would quadruple the money he's made in a single year, or right? Because even last year he finally made a 53 man roster. What's it? I think it was like 450, might have been 550, 550K that he made last year. So he would quadruple it. And maybe there's an argument to be made that he's just not there yet. I can understand it, but you'd really have to talk me into that, Zach.
0: He's so cheap, Chad. And like I said, he knows the system. He performed well. And the Broncos, if they're relying on Isaac Gadden to take that leap filing, they're sorely mistaken. My only inclination is they're going to go after Byron Jones, maybe even supplement that with a first round cornerback or trade for another cornerback or something. They have to make a bunch of moves there. And Elway kind of intimated that defense is his focus for free agency. I happen to think they have greater plans, but I would like to bring back Bosby. He's so cheap. It's not, you're not talking about multi-million dollars. It's two million bucks. It's a drop in the bucket for what the Broncos have. It just perplexes me.
2: doesn't make sense. And it just makes that need at cornerback all the more pressing for this team. And so maybe the silver lining here is that maybe it, you know, maybe there's more reason to believe that the Broncos believe that they can get something done with Chris Harris or as you talked about, maybe there's been some kind of, you know, uh, momentum. It's technically they they're not allowed to talk to outside free agents uh, at this stage. You got to wait till the legal tampering period. But wink, agents wink. run into each other at the combine. You never know what gets said. Maybe there's reason for
0: them to believe Zach that Byron Jones is is a lock. That's the only thing I can think of, Chad. Someone or Darius Slay or some trade in the works. Maybe Prince of Mukamara as well. All right, we've got Ben Lee jumping
2: in from YouTube. He's got a question. He says, do you think the Broncos will continue looking for four-year starters and team captains, or is the Broncos' core established enough to prioritize talent over leadership? You know, Elway in that little off-to-the-side media scrum with just local local Denver beat writers following his podium at the Combine, you know, if you actually – and the Broncos, they published a video that was that entire conversation. There's a point there, Zach, where – he is asked about his draft classes, and he, he acknowledges that he they recognize these last two draft classes have been a big-time success and a big-time win for the team. So, I don't think they're going to really shake up that model, to be honest with you. Um, you know, depends on, like, with wide receivers and whatnot. Look, Deshaun Hamilton was a very um, accomplished route runner coming out of Penn State, but his... The, the thing that really sold them on him was his leadership qualities. You know, he's a senior, played all four years for the Nittany Lions, and they loved what he brought to the table as a leader, as a team captain. You know, it helped that he was the school's all-time leading receiver and and that he was a great route runner. So that's one example where you think maybe they went a little overboard with the whole leadership thing and they, you know, they sold short how important talent really is in terms of, you know, making the the right draft pick. But – I think that's the exception. The rule has been these last two years, Zach, that prioritizing leaders, prioritizing high-character guys, high football IQ guys, finding prospects whose intangible qualities are commensurate with their right. physical gifts,
0: I think if they stay on that track, it's it can't hurt them. No reason to fix what's not broken right now, Chad. Like we talked about earlier, I talked about earlier, it's the Broncos, that's the shift from the Gotsis years until now. That's why the Broncos have rebuilt this team fast is because they're prioritizing uh, experienced, accomplished guys who've been four-year starters, team captains. I don't expect that to change, but it doesn't have to be either or. The Broncos should find football players who they can mold to this system, to this scheme, they can get production out of it. If they just look for football guys who love the game, or grinders, they have that it factor, they will be okay in the draft.
2: All right, let's get to Cartoon 777. Honestly, if they do or are cutting Gatsas, is anyone going to notice? I mean, that's the thing in the article I just published. And by the way, that's why we were running late tonight. You guys heard us explain this on yesterday's show. When news breaks right before the podcast, we uh, we have to prioritize the written content before we can kind of step away and jump on and do the podcast. So we got to get that news article out. And while I was working on that, you know, I realized that if you go back to to 2018, the end of that season, which was Gotz's third year with the Broncos, it felt like he was finally turning a corner. He had that huge game against Cleveland, the Broncos fell short by a point, lost to Baker Mayfield late in the season, I think it was week 15 or 16, whatever. That whole final quarter of that season, Zach Gotz has played really, really well. You're thinking, "Man, he's finally turned the corner." And then in comes Vic Fangio, it's a new scheme. It's it's the same position coach, but it's a new scheme. And he didn't exactly take to that too well. Even though he started off the season as a starter, he ended up getting booted off the starting lineup when the Broncos decided to move Mike Purcell, to nose tackle, Shelby Harris to his spot where he was holding down that right defensive end, that five-tech position. And then he spent a lot of time as as a rotational guy. And then there was a stretch there, Zach, in the middle of the season where he was a healthy scratch. And by healthy, we know he had this knee issue. He'd been nursing for a long time. But he was healthy enough to play, and they – he was a scratch, and then he ends up on injured reserve. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate that it works out this way and that he had to go under the knife in a contract year, but I really don't think outside of what he can do for you as a run stuffer on first and second down, they're going to miss him too much. And then you got to wonder, what is that really worth, having a rotational guy then come in, stop the run first and second down, you know, maybe a vet minimum deal for a guy going into year five.
0: And the Broncos have shown they want to bring back those guys like Zach Kerr who have a one-dimension ability that's just stopping the run. They offer nothing as pass rushers, but the thing with Gatsas is and why the Broncos want to burn this bridge is he was a second-round pick who just did not meet his potential, did not meet his draft status. Anytime you go from System to system, when you change systems, even if you go from a coach like Vance Joseph to a coach like Vic Fangio, you're always going to have stragglers who never really adapt, never really fit the scheme. It even kind of happened with Von Miller this past season in Fangio's system. Gotsis though, was just, uh, he drew the short straw, but he didn't perform well either when he was on the field. The Broncos can easily replace him. To me, and I wrote this earlier in a column for My Huddle, he is the definition, Chad, of a Jack, Adam Gotzis. So you can replace right. him he's a dime a dozen. You can easily find his his filling.
1: They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
2: Yeah. Cameron jumps in with a $20 donation on Supertrap. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you. Hey, guys from Vegas, always trying to catch the show. That's what I'm talking about, buddy. It is a state of being, Broncos country. With has gone and with all the other holes Denver needs to cover, where do we go from here? Also, who would be a good fit for inside linebacker? You know, we're taking that last question first, Zach. We're a big fan of uh, of uh, Joe Schobert from Cleveland if he ends up hitting the market. We like the kid. What's the kid from LA? I just had a little. Littleton. Little, Littleton. Thank you. Um, he would be interesting. There are some options out there, but basically the plan here is, first and foremost, the Broncos need to get some kind of clarity on which free agents, their own homegrown guys, that they're actually going to be able to get back. I think Derek Wolf, there was a report from Cliss that the Broncos met with wolf's uh, agent at the Combine, had a positive conversation. We'll see how that shakes out. I still think there's a good chance you get Wolf and Chris Harris back. I know that sounds crazy, but... I keep hearing things that, that that Harris is a lot more amenable to staying in Denver in a perfect world he just wants them to show him the money he wants to make more than Kareem Jackson and he wants to you know he he wants to stay in Denver where he's started and and raised his family and built his career so we'll see yeah,
0: a lot of it will depend on the in-house moves uh, the Broncos make, and then they can explore the out-of-house moves. They're going to upgrade, though, at inside linebacker regardless of it. Todd Davis' status. I know they just exercised his contract option, but they can still upgrade on him. I would look, though, to the draft because Showbert, Littleton are going to want mega bucks. They're going to want starters money. I don't think the Broncos want to pay that by still having uh, Todd Davis on the roster, by still having A.J. Johnson in one role, and if he's the future, he's going to need a new contract down the road as well. So I look for the draft to find that guy as depth, a sideline to sideline guy who can cover the pass, cover tight ends, and match up well in that area of the field that the Broncos currently lack.
2: All right, Jacob wants to know on YouTube, when can we start getting free agents? All right, so here's how it works, Jacob. Right now, the only free agents the Broncos can talk to and negotiate with are their own homegrown guys. Okay. So you're Derek Walsh, you're Justin Simmons, you're Chris Harris, and Simmons is coming back. Even if it's on a, on a franchise tag tender, they can't begin talking to outside free agents until what they call the legal tampering uh, window opens. And that's not till March 16th. And that's always two days, two full days before the official opening of free agency. So the NFL free agency period opens March 18th and Zach as of March 16th, they can actually get on the phone and say, all right, Byron Jones, what's it going to take to lock you into right. Denver? We'll give you that deal. Tell us what it's going to be. Let's get it done. And, and players can agree to a deal with a team in principle, and then they sign that deal uh, on the opening day at free agency.
0: Yeah, by and large, free agency is the legal tampering period. By the time the official free agent period rolls around, all the big names are signed, and oh, you know where everyone's landing already. But March 16th is that day, and the franchise tag window today, Chad, opened to apply that to players around the NFL. And the Broncos have until March 12th to apply the tag, if they do, to Justin Simmons. And then they have from there until July 15th to explore a long-term deal. So time is still in their favor. Brian Greenfield
2: jumps in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Brian says, you. do you guys think it's too far for, of a stretch uh, to believe Ruggs is going to be a bust like a lot of other fast receivers in past drafts? You know, there's a concern there, but I i mean, you know, you worry about that with any player, honestly. Ruggs, just because he's fast doesn't mean he's, you know, Darius Hayward Bay, doesn't mean he's, uh, what was the other kid, not John Brown, John Ross, right? I don't think so. I'm, he's one of those guys that the work ethic is there. I think the talent is there, the want to is there. Guys that bust, sometimes there are mitigating circumstances. But Zach, more often than not, it's it's simply because they lack it between the ears and they lack the heart. Right.
0: Yeah. Ruggs is not, I don't see much bus factor with him. I know everyone's focused on his speed, but he can do more. He has big hands. He's a a good catch radius. He comes from a good college program, good stock there. So I'm not too worried if he is the pick Ruggs that he's going to be a bus for the Broncos. A lot of comparisons to Lattimore, uh, Cody Lattimore chat. I don't understand. He is nothing like him at all. Sleek Tro jumps in on
2: YouTube. He says, I don't know if you remember Juwan Winfrey, but I think he did pretty well during the preseason. Do you think he's a good wide receiver? I think he's solid. I don't think he's, you know, he's not going to change the game. He'll get a chance to compete this year, depending on, or I should say this summer, depending on exactly what caliber of, of wideouts the Broncos bring in in terms of do they pay someone for serious money in free agency? You know, are the draft picks premium round draft picks? There's a solid chance Juwan Winfrey ends up on the practice squad this year. Like he, you know, he was a six round pick and the Broncos liked him a lot. They traded up. In fact, they gave up a seventh round pick that they were going to use on Brett Ripon to move up and grab him in the sixth round. So there is some value there. He is, I think, he's he's a baller. He's a gamer in terms of you know when he's in the he, his his traits and his measurables aren't going to blow you away, but he has a knack for making that play when the chips are down. And just think back to that Hall of Fame game, which he caught the off the tip, the game winning touchdown at the end of the game. He he kind of has that clutch gene. But there's no doubt about it, Zach. He's going to have to battle just to have a roster spot this year.
0: Yeah, the Broncos think he's a talent worth rostering, Chad, for sure. But he's a a possession receiver through and through. The good thing is, though, you can never have too many weapons in the NFL, especially for a quarterback like Drew Locke, who loves airing the ball out. Good red zone target for Denver. I expect Juwan Winfrey to take a leap to the active roster this year. He's not going to be the wide receiver, too. He's not going to be a starting receiver, but a good weapon in the red zone, good weapon between the 20s for Drew Locke.
2: Stephen Baumgartner, one of our super chat superstars, jumps in with a donation. Thank you, Steve. Steve. He says, hi, guys. What do you guys think of the Broncos interviewing J.K. Dobbins, the running back? Yeah, I mean, they did. They're doing their due diligence. Yep. I mean, guys, you've heard it before. They're going to buy the defense. They're going to build the offense through the draft, okay? Buy the defense, free agency, build the offense through the draft. They're looking for impact skill position, guys, wide receivers, and you know what? I don't think Vic Fangio, I don't think John Elway was very pleased with what they saw from Royce Freeman last year. And then on top of that, Zach, you've got Devontae Booker hitting free agency. And I doubt the Broncos bring him back. So you've got a true hole opening up there. So they need a compliment to Philip Lindsay because let's face it, he's five foot eight. He's, you know, 190 pounds, soaking wet. And as much as we don't worry too much about his toughness, there's the wrist, you know, he's susceptible just like any human being. You can't make him 100% the guy that carries the torch. You can make him a close to a bell cow, but you need a compliment. And J.K. Dobbins, he's a really good young running back. I mean, it's just a matter of what are you willing to give up draft-wise to bring in a running back. I doubt the Broncos do anything until
0: late day two or early day right. three if they draft a running back. I'm, I'm exactly with you there. The Broncos are probably going to have to get two running backs this offseason because they're going to lose Devon Booker. They're going to lose Theo Riddick. They need to upgrade on Royce Freeman behind Philip Lindsay and Lindsay does have injury concerns. I just wouldn't draft a guy before the third round. And even that is ticky tack for me. I'd probably wait till the fourth, fifth round to get your running back. They're also pretty much a dime a dozen in the NFL. And uh, I would not invest a high round pick when you have needs at other spots like offensive line, the secondary. Inside linebacker, defensive line, you have to prioritize those areas first before you explore uh, a running back.
2: Rod on YouTube, he says, hi, I'm new here. I love this podcast. Thanks, Rod. Thank you. Wanting to know about Akeem Hicks, what's his situation to see if we can get it. (laughs) To my knowledge, Zach, unless something has changed, he's still under contract there in Chicago. There is a risk There is a buzz we've heard that he could end up being a cap casualty. That hasn't happened yet, and I would still, frankly, be surprised if the Bears end up moving on from him just because, you know, he might not be as good a fit in Chuck Pagano's defense as he was in Vic Fangio's defense, but he's still a top-tier defensive tackle in this league, and they don't grow on trees. So, you know, if he ends up hitting free agency, you can guarantee, you can count the Broncos are going to give him a call and see what it's going to take to get him to Denver, though.
0: Fortunately as well for the Broncos, even if he doesn't hit the open market, there's a very deep class of free agent defensive linemen this year, and also they can look to the draft for that position as well. But it all depends on, like Chad and I have been saying, what they want to do with Derek Wolfe and Shelby Harris, who they bring back, and they have to go from there and let that first domino fall.
2: Buonabee says, thoughts on Mel Kuyper having the Broncos taking Josh Jones at 15? McShay had Josh Jones going top 100. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that were surprised by that, um, I mean, maybe late first, but at pick 15, I mean, I know he's got some upside, but he's from what I can gather, he's very raw tackle. If you're going to take another tackle at pick 15 or in the first round, you're not taking one that's still so raw, you know, like Garrett Bowles was right. You're taking a guy that's a little bit more of a polished finished product and you know, any prospect entering the league, has still got room to grow and develop, but you want a guy that's a little bit further on down the developmental curves, Zach when you invest a first round pick.
0: Exactly. I, I don't think he's a top 10 pick. No, you know, offensive topic. Shay there. I, I don't want him to be the pick at 15 for the Broncos. He's a fringe late first rounder guy to me. Great upside. Uh, you love what he looks like on paper, but that's never, you know, that rarely translates to the NFL as much as you consider it to be. So I would not want the Broncos to take that gamble. Josh
2: Reed jumps in on Super Chat with a ten dollar donation. Thank you, Thank you, Josh. Hey guys, just got done with my first paid stand up comedy routine. Figured I'd nice. share some of it. Thank you. How, how do you guys feel about uh, Lavisca Channell? Hey dude, congrats on that. That's not easy, man. Congrats to you for uh, getting paid to do what I assume is something you love and a passion. And so good for you, man. Grow that dream. Keep uh, keep on keeping on. That's awesome, Lavisca Channell is a very intriguing wide receiver. And I would love him in the second round. I'm not sure I would love him in the first round, Zach.
0: I, I could see the, getting on board with trading back in the first round, Chad, like they did with Noah Fant last year to get him. But at 15, you have a quality receivers probably on the board still. Maybe an offensive lineman. Maybe a guy like Ken Law. As much as I like his upside and I like keeping it you know, within the Colorado family, I would not want the Broncos to take that risk at 15. Black Knight
2: 232 on YouTube. If Ruggs and Isaiah Simmons are both there at fifteen, would you trade a future first rounder and some other picks to grab both? I know it's a stretch for both of them to be there, but if the stars are al- uh, lined up, would you? Wait, wait with one pick? <laughs> no, he's saying they're there at fifteen. So, so what? You're you're using your fifteenth pick on one of them, and then you're trying to, to deal to with team, whoever's at sixteen. Offer them, you know, next year's first. Uh, probably a third, couple of thirds to get that done. I'd consider it, honestly. I mean, two in the hand, or one in the hand, two in the bush, right, Zach?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're both great talents. I don't think Simmons is going to be there, though, and if Ruggs is there, the Broncos will think long and hard about taking him. It's, it's very unrealistic to think they would sacrifice their entire draft war chest to come back in the first round and make back-to-back picks.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. They want boys in our daughters bathrooms and sports teams and now the biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse tell joe biden and left-wing leaders across america hands off our kids paid for by america first legal
2: here's a pertinent question and by the way isaiah simmons i mean he tested out his his length his measurements his weigh-ins i mean he is a long athletic freak And I'll be surprised if he gets out of the top 10 Zachary web design question. Will we get Bryce Callahan this season? That's the million dollar question at this stage. Well, actually that's the $7 million question (laughs) because that's what he's set to earn in 2020. And, you know, you got to think that I know Fangio and Elway both said, Hey, it looks like we're going to have him ready to go for OTAs and that's encouraging and whatnot. OTAs are OTAs. He was balling out last year in OTAs remember? And even the first, three, four days of training camp, balling out until we see him on the field in a Denver Broncos uniform in a game. I'm just not hanging my hat on that. You know, you just, and that's why, again, I just don't understand why they're not biting the bullet. I can understand with Bosby. I can understand Zach. If this was a year in which they're really tight against the cap, got to make some tough decisions. Dude, you got right now you're sitting at $70 million in cap space. Just peel off the 2 million bucks and know, Hey, we've got, a number three corner at worst and a guy who could possibly, if he continues on the trajectory he was on last year, be a starting caliber number two cornerback.
0: I don't understand. I'm right there with you. The, the Broncos have to have a bigger plan in place. They have to be thinking two moves down the road, not just one. In terms of Bryce Callahan, though, if he is healthy, which is a giant if, he fits the system obviously like a glove. He's a built-in replacement for Chris Harris Jr. He'll be probably more consistent than he will be as well. And if you get Byron Jones, Bryce Callahan on paper together in the same secondary, add in Prince of Mucamara, someone like that, that's a solid back end for Denver. I have cautious optimism that Callahan will play this season and play consistently Consistently and stay healthy. But just as Chad said, until we see it, we have to, we we can't believe it.
2: Albert and Michelle Knopper's jumping in with a $10 donation on Thank Super you. Chat. No question, no comment. But hey man, we uh, we'll take that as a statement made. We appreciate you supporting the show. That means a ton to us. Justin Fogle on Super Chat jumps in. $10 donation. He says, Thank you, Justin. Hey, you guys rock. This is my first time getting to watch you live, but I watch all the shows from MHH. By the way, is it me? Or is that Christy J. <laughs> hey, man. Um, we're, we're just glad to have Christy in the room and, and uh, contributing to the conversation. That's right. Fernando Gomez on YouTube. Hey, guys. Love the show. Always catching up on it after it airs. Well, it's good to have you live, Fernando. Any chance we go for a quarterback in the draft? And if so, what about Jalen Hurts? There's a chance, depending on the board, depending on value, don't expect the Broncos to use a premium round pick on a quarterback. If they do, it's like last year, where they're looking. Yeah, they'd already got Drew Locke, and so now they're looking as as a flyer. Like if if they have a third or fourth round graded quarterback, and they're sitting there in the seventh round, you know, maybe we use that, bring him in, and let him compete. But more likely, Zach, if they add a quarterback, it's going to come from the college free agent ranks yeah. and a veteran free agent.
0: Yeah, I, I would not mind that. Like I've been saying, though, I just don't want anyone that can take away headlines or buzz or, or force Locke to look over his shoulder. No one that's going to muddy the waters or complicate the process. No team hashtag this versus team hashtag that. We, it's all Drew Locke's system. So if they bring in a couple players, I hope they're nondescript. Glenn wants to know how Super Chat works on YouTube.
2: Uh, you got to be watching it live from YouTube, and Glenn's on Facebook right now. And while you're watching the show live – there's the comment stream, and you can go to comment. And when you go to comment, uh, there's a little box that you can hit to, to make it a super chat comment. So, yeah, but, Glenn, you got to be doing that live. YouTube live. That's the key, buddy. Uh, and thanks. I mean, we appreciate the, the uh, consideration, but, you know, we don't ask for super chat. Just having you here participate in the conversation, right. that means the world to us. Karen on YouTube. The Patriots are surely cheap, too, and maybe this is a sign for Chris Harris, Jr., That's what I said in the written article on Bosby's act that maybe the silver lining here is the implication is things are a little bit more positive with Chris Harris jr. Coming back, but that's just something we're probably not going to get an answer on for another two or three weeks.
0: If they're pinching pennies, though, still. I mean, $2 bucks for a guy, and if you're going to put that toward Chris Harris Jr., I'd almost rather have Bosby and Byron Jones versus uh, Chris Harris and whoever they're going to add in the in the free agent process. I just don't understand why, with so much cap space this year for once, the Broncos have the capital, and they're not bringing back a starting caliber player for $2 measly dollars. Sounds like someone has brushed up on his major motion picture baseball movies, Major
2: League, Brian here, saying, when does Isaac <laughs> Yadam yeah. find a red tag in his locker? That's funny. Do a little dance outside of the stadium too. That's right. <laughs> um, you know he's a third round pick, and the thing is he's very talented and he's a high character, high energy, really smart player. Even though it doesn't always seem like it on the field, because he you know he's a little grabby and he can get caught uh, with the yellow laundry. But the Broncos invested a third round pick in him, and you know barring some kind of a collapse similar to uh, Brendan Langley, he's going to play out his rookie deal. This is year three for him. And, hey, man, I, you still got to hold out hope that he can turn the corner. I mean, it takes time for some of these young players, more some more than others, to really settle in. And for a guy like Yadam, who was drafted to play press man and then suddenly to come into Fangio's scheme and have to learn how to kind of sit back, read, and react, he's a great tackler. He contributes on special teams. There's a place for him on this roster. You just don't want to have to count on him yet
0: as a number two or as a number three guy, because he's just not there yet. Let me just say that if Isaac Adam was a six rounder, fifth rounder, he'd have red streamers hanging down his locker. Chad, he's a cut candidate because he hasn't performed to his potential. He's been a, a culprit on the Broncos defense. He's been a deficient cornerback for a couple of years now. This is his last chance. As far as I'm concerned in Denver, and it's the only reason he's getting another chance because they don't have a depth chart filled out above him. So this is make or break for Isaac Adam in year three.
2: Ryan Steinauer jumps in on Super Chat on YouTube. Thank you, Ryan. $100 donation, appreciate you, Ryan. What is your guys' perfect but realistic top one hundred for the Broncos? All five picks, and great as always. Been listening since this time last year. The only Broncos news I get in Iowa City. Awesome, thank you, Ryan. We appreciate that. Um, all five picks. I mean. You know that's something that I probably have to give a little bit more thought to, to be honest, Ryan. But I'll I'll try and humor you a little bit. Let's see if I can get there. First round, perfect but realistic. Okay, first round, Tristan Wirfs. Second round, Lavisca Chenault or Jalen Rager. One of those two guys. If you know, again, I think it's possible. It might be pushing the bounds of the plausible, but it's I think it's still possible. Um, you get to round three. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on round three, Zach, but Ryan, we'll give
0: that one a little bit more thought. Anything you want to add on that, Zach? I'm completely in agreement with you. If they can wait till the second round to get a wide receiver, I would go with Rager over Chenault. But Tristan Wirfs in the first round of 15, you pair those two prospects together, it's already an A-plus draft. So uh, they just need to focus primarily on those spots in the first 100 picks. G-Money. Glenn, I finally caught a live show. Thanks,
2: Chad and Zach. Much appreciated. I bleed orange and blue. We appreciate you. you, Doc. Yes. Damian jumps in with a $5 donation on Super Chat. Appreciate you, bro. He says... Hey, guys, what is your take on the corners in the draft not named Okuda? You know, a common name that gets thrown around is Christian Fulton. Um, Diggs from uh, Alabama is another guy that gets thrown in there. But the one name that I want Broncos fans to keep an eye out for is Jeff Gladney from TCU. Now, This is a guy that Eric Trickle has turned me on to from, you know, reading his articles and talking to him and whatnot. He's a guy that absolutely screams Fangio cornerback he's a fringe first rounder right now he might not be there at 15 or you know might be a little too rich to grab him at 15 but it might not be depends on how the board falls but keep an eye on that kid because he's he's your quintessential Fangio corner and tackling not a problem for him
0: And that's a player that if the Broncos, if he's still hanging on the board at 28, 29, 30, they could trade back up into the first round and nab him as well. So this is why I keep saying this is the year with all the draft capital. If a guy like Gladney falls, they can go scoop him up and go with a different position in the first round, but not a great deep cornerback class, especially for what the Broncos want. Fulton's on a great tackler. He wouldn't fit the Broncos system that well. So Okuda there's Okuda and there's literally everybody else in this draft class. All right, let's grab uh,
2: James Dean here. Jumps in on Super Chat, $5 donation. Thank you, James. Thank you, sir. Hey, guys, what linebackers, either in free agency or the draft, should we definitely go after hard? If you were co-GM of the Broncos, who would you go after uh, or draft? Well, we've touched on two of the names in free agency, uh, in Showbert and Littleton. But keep an eye on Danny Trevathan. I don't know how much he's recovered from the injury that ended his 2019 campaign in Chicago, Zach, but – if you can bring him in and and if he can pass a physical, he's a guy that I'd be interested in bringing in and seeing how much, you know, how much uh, tread he's got left on his tires. He was a 2012 draft pick, sixth round pick back in 2012. So what is that? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So he's going into his ninth year. And, you know, that's starting to get up there. Some players really hit the, you know, they're hitting a cliff about that point. But if he's up to snuff, Zach, I would
0: like to see Danny Trevathan. Um you know, so long as he can pass a physical. Yeah, I mean, I, when I'm inferring from the Broncos' moves, Todd Davis might not be safe. They're not going to bring back Corey Nelson. That's the news that came out today, and I take from that the Broncos want to be younger than inside linebacker. They'll probably sniff around Shobert. They'll probably sniff around Corey Littleton, but they want a dynamic playmaker stationed next to A.J. Johnson for the next decade. I think that guy will come via the draft, so I would caution Broncos fans not to hold their breath on a high-priced inside linebacker. It's not an overly deep free agent class this year, and I don't think the Broncos will pony up when they have to pay Justin Simmons, Derek Wolf, or Shelby Harris, and maybe even someone else for, for the defensive line out of house.
2: That linebacker uh, from Appalachian State, Akeem something Gaither. Oh, what's his name? It's it's slipping me. It's slipping my mind. You guys got to check him out. Um, let me do, let me do that real quick. Appalachian State linebacker. Bear with me one sec, you guys. Akeem something Gaither. It's bothering me. He's, he's a draft crush. A- Akeem Davis Gaither. He's a draft crush of Eric Trickles and is a guy that you want go check some tape out. It's hard sometimes to find Appalachian State tape on YouTube, but go watch some tape of him. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, the McQueen kids and I to keep an eye on. Isaiah Simmons, just not going to be there for the Broncos, unfortunately. But uh, we'll, And by the way, James, you want to know what's going on with the draft. You want to know which prospects line up with the Broncos. You really need to make sure you're following the written work by Eric Trickle, not only at milehighhuddle.com, but then also his, his weekly podcast with Lance Sanderson, Dove Valley Deep Divers, and, uh, and stay in tune with what's going on there. All right. Let me see here. Man, the comment stream, I don't want to miss anybody, but uh,
0: it's moving fast. So let me scroll back up here. I think we might have gotten a new, a new record, chat, a new Super Chat record.
2: Oh, goodness, yeah. Chris on. Hernandez. Is it going to let me? Oh, man, the comment stream is. It's fast. It pass, The comment stream passed him up. So let me do this. Uh, let me see if I. Oh, man, let me click on it. It won't let me click on it. All right, let me read this, guys. I can't, Chris, jumping in, a new record holder on Super Chat, Chris Hernandez, a longtime listener of the show, Super Chat Superstar, holds the new record, $121 <laughs> donation, which blows our minds. Yes. Thank Dude, you. It's It blows us away. Like, I'm stunned right now. No words. Thank you Seriously. so much, Chris. And I'm sorry uh, I can't get your comment on the, on the screen, but I'll find a way to make it up to you. Trust. He says, finally made it back to a live chat. But just know I'm always listening, wow. regardless. I have some super chat superstar catching up to do. <laughs> no questions from me. There are plenty of good ones in the chat. Keep up the great work, fellas. Chris Hernandez, my dog. Thank Reach you so much. Us. Thank you. Yes, and I know uh, Chris is a guy that we we sent a little something something to uh, a while back. I think in the fall we sent him a shirt, Zach. But mm-hmm. Chris, uh, I'll go through the email thread. I'm pretty sure I still have that email. You know, reach out to me just in case. Hit me up, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Hit us up, and uh, let's see if we can get you a, a new hat or something because we appreciate you, Doc. Thank That's you great. so much, Chris. And this Seriously. is Chris, by the way, guys, right here. This is Chris. It won't let me the, – the stream has gone so fast tonight. This, the platform we use to stream, it cuts off where, you know, right now the cutoff is the last comment was at 6.59 that it will let me show on the screen. So my apologies for not recognizing that sooner. But thank you, Chris. You are – The man, dog. And he says, how about that punter, Michael Turk, putting up 25 bench press (laughs) reps? Draft him. Yeah, the next Todd Sauerbrun, right? (laughs) Biceps himself. Anyone better than Wadman. Anyone but Wadman, Chad. Zach, do me a favor. Grab grab a couple of questions. I'm going to circle back real quick to YouTube. I'm not leaving the stream, but I'm going to check something on YouTube because now I'm worried that we're missing uh, some other super chats and I don't want anyone to feel...
0: Neglected. I'll do some rapid fires here. Uh, Scorch wants to know, do you think we should get number 95 from the Chiefs free agent? Chris Jones, he's going to be franchise tagged by the Chiefs, if not already. The window did open up today. He is not leaving Kansas City. He's going to be very, very highly paid, and he deserves every penny that's coming to him. So, Broncos fans should get that fantasy (laughs) out of their heads right now. What else do we got here, Chad, that we can go through? Um, Real quick, so...
2: We're we're missing, and these are these names I'm about to list here. I'll we'll go through each one of them, but we can't show your message on the stream because the Mile High Mailbag stream has gone so quickly. But Ariel jumped in on Super Chat with a five dollar donation. Thank you, Ariel Thank Herrera, you. Uh, that Broncos dude on Twitter. I can't believe what's going on with Devonte Bosby. Even if we go for Byron Jones, we need depth at cornerback. He would have made a difference for seasons. I I
0: can't disagree, Zach. I'm fully in agreement with that as well. And we just got a super chat. We have a new record again. What, what D- the DW? Holy two hundred! Wow. <laughs> this is this is God. our this is our pure unadulterated reaction to that. It, it, there's that's unbelievable. DW. Wow. I I want to say some R-rated words right now in celebration, and I can't do it. It's a family-friendly show. They're going through my mind right now, though. We we, we definitely appreciate that. I it's, mean, it's seriously moving. Huh? I mean, honestly, like it, it blows us away, guys.
2: The thank love you so, show us, and so much for the, the show.
0: That's <laughs> I'll read it for you, Chad. Due to time, I can't always watch live, but I keep up. Questions are redundant after a few times. I love that you boys do not ask for money, but are willing to express gratitude and more than that, love. I hope to share a beer and our love for the Broncos at the draft if possible, if not all good. Absolutely, and the first round is definitely on us, Chad. If yep. we get out there to Vegas this year, we are. We're, we're going to be there. I actually received an email on that topic,
2: um, so that Zach and I are going to start making arrangements to decide for sure what uh, hotel we'll be at, and then from there, we're going to see about renting a room or you know what. I'll call the the uh, hospitality person in charge of this stuff and find out whether or not we get a room or. We just go down to a bar or a restaurant, hang out, set up shop. If they can, you know, if we pay a fee, if we can kind of have our own little corner of a room or whatever. So we are going to be at the draft guys, like it's going to happen. So D Dub, if you're there, my dog, of course, we want to see you. And as Zach said, the first round's on us. And by the way, reach out to us on, on uh, email tonight, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Uh, so we can send a little something, something. Little Thank thing you again. You. Yes. Wow. That's unbelievable. Chad. Unbelievable. Um, Christy, sorry, we cannot show the the tweet card or the you know the comment card. She she jumped in with a ten dollar donation on super Thank chat you, and her thought, her comment is Gotsis can be replaced, Zach.
0: Yeah, he's literally re- he's a jag. He's the definition of what a jag is, just another guy. You can find them off the street, you can find him in the XFL right now, you can find him in college, you can definitely replace Gotsis very easily. Don't sweat it. Dude, I'm still sitting here like stunned from D Dub. <laughs> Someone um, said Buck craft himself, Chad.
2: Yeah, I want to check that. <laughs> Mark Langley, our dog. And by the way, Mark, your stuff—it's in transit. I'm guessing tomorrow it should show up. If it didn't show up today, um, it probably is there tomorrow. Worst case, Saturday. Um, he says, "What's?" He jumps in five-dollar donation. Says, "What's up, Thank my you. guys?" Yadam is yandom, <laughs> like yawn. And uh, boring, I agree with Zach Perna. And by the way, Chad, great article, video bit on Elway giving confidence to Locke. Yeah, appreciate that, Mark. Uh, It was, as we talked about yesterday, you know, it was encouraging to finally see John Elway, Zach, even though he muddied the water by saying he's willing to talk to Tom Brady. If he hadn't later on just been so effusive in his praise for Drew Locke and saying that Drew is our plan and that he has the it factor, I'd be a little bit more concerned.
0: Yeah, it was just. Uh, I guess it's what due diligence is if you if you verbalize it. That was that's what Elway did. It's just uh, paying him respect for whatever reason. Terry proving as always
2: the Broncos country is not a geographic location, but in fact is a state of being. Up in Canada, jumps in on super chat and says the article today, musing about giving the 49ers third round pickback maybe a fourth instead for a killer Witherspoon. Thoughts. Hashtag football priest. Hashtag state of being. Thank you, Terry. Um, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Witherspoon, to be honest with you. I know he's a former CU buff, and he's long. You know, he's got length. You like that. But he kind of fizzled a little bit in, in San Fran this this past season, Zach.
0: And if he can't make it there in that defense, Chad, and then everyone else is flourishing there, then there's something obviously wrong with his, uh, something with his game. I wouldn't want the Broncos to kick a draft pick for his services.
2: Okay, let me just bear with me, guys. And for those of you – well, I'm just going to really quick – I'm going to grab this one from Chris on Facebook. I don't want uh, – People who are just commenting, and we don't want to seem like we're neglecting anybody here. So Chris over on Facebook, if we franchise tag Simmons, do you think maybe trading him, if we can find something decent for him and parks, replacing him at safety for a little cheaper and using that extra salary to sign a big name player like Littleton and adding yet another draft pick since we have so many holes to fill on the roster? Chris, that's a little too convoluted. No offense. I get the I get what you're saying though like it's occurred to me like is is Justin Simmons Zach really worth paying him 15 whatever it ends up being 12 on this franchise tag but he might end up getting 13 14 15 million a year on a, on a multi-year extension but at the end of the day there's also something to be said Zach I mean we all know how good of a player he is and how great of a fit he was in Fangio's scheme but there's also something to be said for a team taking care of their own and rewarding the guys who yes. exemplify what it means to, you know, be a Bronco and Justin Simmons, you know, homegrown guy, third round pick, he is that.
0: Perfectly said. It it sends a great message to the locker room that if you perform well, we will reward you. And the Broncos do not want to be known as a team that just constantly ships away their talent, like they did with Emmanuel Sanders. They want to reward their own homegrown guys to franchise tag and trade them, and then to use that money to draft to sign a linebacker, then draft a safety. Like Chad said, it's very convoluted, and um, you're just creating more holes. You're just subtracting and then adding. You you come back to you know you break even. So I don't, I'm not in favor of that at all. Sign them and get it over with. Zachary also was on
2: Super Chat. And again, guys, I'm sorry we can't feature your comment. This That's our fault for waiting too long and for the stream running so fast. We'll try and you live and learn from that. But Zachary's web design jumped in on Super Chat. $10 donation. Thank you, Zach. You. you guys rock. Would you be okay with Callahan and Byron Jones if we get him? Hashtag Orange Crush. Hashtag Football Priest. Zach, again, I'm going to be – You know, I'm going to be a little sketchy on Callahan until I see him with my own eyes out on the grass. But if you get Byron Jones, I'm going to feel a lot better
0: about this cornerback group. But there's still holes, man. There would still be holes. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to shed any tears if they get Byron Jones. He's not the fix-it. The Broncos are not just one Byron Jones away from winning a title, but he would definitely set it and forget it. Day one starter, plug-and-play guy. He would fix the Broncos, woes right now. And to me, he'd be a monumental upgrade on Chris Harris Jr. from this past season. By the way, Mark jumped back in on Super
2: Chat. Again, I can't feature it, but it says, and by the way, Chad (laughs) Gangsta and Zach Perna, I don't know where you're getting the, the gangsta, man, and the Perna, I guess we get, right? Perna's <laughs> great. Yeah. He says, thanks for the mile high swag. I love it. Hashtag Marl bro. Hashtag football priest. So you got the stuff. That's good. Glad to hear it, Mark. Enjoy it, yeah. Uh, Joseph Semadeni. Sorry if I butchered your name, bro. Uh, jumps in on Super Chat. And then this is the last one. Everything else we should be able to grab. Um, how much would we have to pay Prince of Mucamara? Would it be a single-year prove-it deal? Still talking, still taking Bosby over him if I had the chance. Love the show. Um, Zach, talk about, uh, talk about Prince of Mukamara. I'm going to go really quick, check what
0: he was making in Chicago these last couple of years. Uh, he's a guy who I think, obviously, his prime has waved him bye-bye. He's not going to be a cornerback one. He's not going to maybe even be a cornerback two for the long term. But for a fill-in right now to get by, to add some depth to this group, he knows Fangio's system, and he had a rebirth, I think, in the NFL, going from the, the Giants to the Bears under Vic Fangio. He took that Fangio bump, as they call it. And um, I think he's a solid, capable player who can come in and sign right now. They don't have to wait until March 16th. You can get him for fairly cheap, maybe on a prove-it deal, and it's just quality depth to have in a pinch starter. And you can still sign a Byron Jones. You can still draft a guy. You can totally remake the secondary this off season, and Prince of Mucamara could be a vital component to that. It all comes down to how much less he's
2: willing to take in order to get back with Fangio because last year, for example, he was, he his base salary with the bears was 8.5 million. So you might not necessarily need to offer him that much to get him to come to Denver, but, Zach, I don't think, you know, you're looking at anywhere probably between six at the bottom to 10 million on an annual average to get Prince of Mukamara. Probably somewhere in between, right? I'm just saying like lowest, this, the floor and the ceiling, probably somewhere around 8 million gets him back to playing with Vic Fangio. But the question is, would he be worth that at this stage, guys? It's what what aren't the cornerbacks worth because it's such a gaping hole
0: right now. Right. I would easily do six million bucks, Chad, for a starting caliber cornerback and come in and be your at worst your cornerback three. Six is, is peanuts compared to what Chris Harris Jr. wants, compared to what Byron Jones is gonna get. That would be a good value for the Broncos to get a Mu for six to eight. I think
2: Cortland Sutton's forty time, and by the way, thank you for the donation, Brian. As always, we appreciate you, bro. Cortland Sutton's forty time. He was a, off the top of my head, I want to say he was a four-five, middle four five guy. Yeah, four five four he ran at the combine last year. So you know, and four five speed Zach. That used to be like in the NFL, even the early two thousands. If you if you had four or five speed, like you were top of the line. And now, of course, it's low four fours, and you know it's yeah. getting into the four threes and whatnot. So,
0: <laughs> you got to be freaking kidding Just, me, just saw it. <laughs> this is the super chat to end all super chats, Chad. It's unbelievable. There's no other word. It's stunning. It's remarkable. It's incredible. It's it's Broncos country. So that's all we can say. Broncos country is the best, and Chad's about to tell you why. Can you grab it? Because I don't want to move from my stream or else it'll... <laughs> yeah, I got it. It'll, let, me, uh, let me go up. We've gotten a lot, go lot of comments and, and reactions to that, that donation from christy (laughs) don't drop 220 dollars. (laughs) christy we love you we appreciate you chad is freaking out over there as you can see there's no way to react to what you just did and and your generosity uh your loyalty to the pod and and your your support it's it's touching it's it's stunning i mean mean, from the bottom of my heart it's it's truly stunning and we truly love you thank you Yeah. We're just going to
2: keep, we're just going to keep grinding. That's all we can do. You guys keep bringing this to you each and every night, give you the written content, give you the videos. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep showing up. You keep showing up, Christy, you are the bomb. We love you. And, uh, that means the world to us. Seriously. There's, I can't say anything more than that. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. (laughs) No worries.
0: This this. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you. All right. Let's, uh, All right. All right. Let me get your your
2: bearings. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oscar, let's just, just real quick. Oscar, can Isaac Yadam cut off the flags? Um, his problem again, we talked about this earlier, Zach, he's just a little grabby and it's when he gets beat, he needs to learn not to panic in those situations. And I'm willing to give him one more summer to see what he can do with Vic Fangio, with Ed Donatel and, uh, What's his name? Uh, the new DB's coach from last year, former safety, Ronaldo Hill. Yeah,
0: I, I, it's definitely his last shot, but he also struggles to locate the ball in the air to turn his head around. He struggles with literal uh, vital kindergarten elementary level cornerback traits and qualities. And until he learns to fix those fatal flaws, he's never going to be a solid contributor. I have my fingers crossed for him, but I ain't holding my breath. Geo jumps in on Super Chat. Thank you, Geo also
2: the proud owner of some mile high huddle merch, which by the way, Geo, you need to be putting that in your YouTube, uh, avi, your, your profile pic Dog, He says a little late to the party, but better late than never. We're glad to have you Geo. Thanks, bro. It's good yeah. to see you. Um, James Dean just wanted to say y'all have missed a few super chats. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I, I'm, I'm looking at that. And, uh, I think this is an older comp older, you know, it's 20 minutes ago. So, I think I've covered everything we've missed up to this point. All right, let's grab uh, Justin on YouTube. I'm seeing people saying we are going to pick C.J. Henderson or Patrick McQueen, uh, Patrick Queen. Thoughts? I don't like C.J. Henderson anywhere in the first two rounds, to be honest with you, but I could live with Queen. I just don't know if I'd like him as a 15th overall pick. I don't know. Second round, maybe. Zach, he's, he's a really good off-ball linebacker but it's a matter of value like where can you get him who are you who are you passing over to take him if he's right. there in the second round it's a conversation in the first round uh I'm not quite there yet
0: I don't think the Broncos will be either they're not going to place, place that much of a premium on inside linebacker maybe if the Broncos were picking like 26 twenty eighth, I can get on board with it second round for sure but 15 bigger fist to fry and better talent left on the board.
2: Awesome one, eleven o two Broncos. Guys, we're going to spend a little extra time with you here tonight because there's so many comments and questions and super chats. We can't miss it, miss anybody here. Um, he says, hey, guys, what do you think of the Broncos signing Mike Hilton and Byron Jones? And they play Jones at, at corner one and Callahan at corner two and Hilton at corner three. Um, Mike Hilton. I'm trying to even think, Mike. I'm trying to think back to, like, you From know, I'm Steelers? not – I'm trying. I'm gonna have to do some research on that one, but I like the idea of Jones at one and uh, Callahan at too, guys. My synapses right now are still like delayed. Like I'm stunned by by what has happened on Super Chat tonight. So, um, Christy, DW, Chris. I mean, everyone who's who's throwing down. Like it's uh, it's stunning, dude. Um, and then it just did it again. Dang it! All right, Brian. Five dollar donation. Thank Hope you, if we take a receiver, it's in the first. It's CD Lamb. I saw a thing today. In fact, Nick Kendall clued me into this. That summer, there's a lot of scouts. Actually, I think it was this. This came from um, Benjamin Albright. There are a lot of scouts buzzing at the combine that Jalen Rager the, from TCU is going to end up leapfrogging and is a better considered to be a better prospect than CD Lamb, which. You know, maybe Jalen Rager won't be there at pick 15. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I, CD Lamb is is an option for Denver. It's, uh, it's going to be that big three between Ruggs, Lamb, and Judy, who's going to be on the board of 15 for Denver. If they want to go that route at wide receiver, they're going to have their pick of one of those guys. So that's why I'm saying ignore inside linebacker. Ignore pretty much cornerback in the first round. It's got to be to me, Chad, either a, a offensive lineman or a wide receiver in round one.
2: No doubt about it, Brian. This is a record day for yeah. for uh Our listener showing us love on Super Chat. That has to be. It has to be. Um, Thank you for the donation, Brian. You know, we appreciate you. Flippant Booch also jumps in on Super Chat. Should we trade up for Henry Ruggs? Won't hit on all the picks. I'm firmly against trading up right now. I mean, you know, if you can get within striking distance of the right prospect, again, I'm not going to advocate to trade up for Ruggs, Zach, when I'm sitting here saying basically that I don't think the Broncos should even use a first-round pick on a wide receiver. So – You know, maybe talk to some of the – talk to Dove Valley deep divers. You know, they'll be doing their show on Friday night or
0: talk to building the Broncos, see what they think. But, Zach, I'm just not amenable to that. I'm not either, and I think, um, like I just said, they're going to have their pick of one of those guys. It could be a Worf Steven, It can be a Ruggs. It could be a Judy. They're going to have someone fall into their lap, I feel like, at 15 without surrendering a draft pick. So I would not trade up for him unless he literally blows the Broncos away in the pre-draft process, and Denver feels they have to have this guy. I would not trade otherwise. Guys, the receivers literally started
2: running, right, as we were ready
0: to get going. And
2: so i am I don't know yet what some of these 40 times are. Uh, Wolf off on YouTube is saying lamb and Judy are slower in the 40 than thought is rugs wide receiver one. Now, you know, if rugs is blowing those guys away, this was something that has been spitballed in the draft community for the last couple of weeks. The idea that if rugs can blaze in the 40, he can become
0: and become be viewed as the number one wide out in this class act. It looks like he ran a 4-2-8, chat from some of the comments. I don't have my TV on either because we're doing the pod, but if that's oh, the case, no. he's probably wide receiver one in this draft class. He has all the qualities there. That is a blazing time. And the thing about Rugs is it's not just
2: the speed. Like, you know, short area quickness, explosion. He's got the big old mitts. We talked about his 10-1-8-inch uh, hands, yeah. and I can understand the allure. And, you know, maybe the right person could talk me into the idea of trading up to, to get Rugs. On its surface, though, I'm, I'm – you know, maybe if he's there at 15, maybe, but I don't want to trade up. Joe Turner jumps in. $5 donation on Super Chat. Care. Don't want to miss anybody. Appreciate you all. And uh – uh Bear with us here, guys. Yep, and the stream is going to cut me off. Grab grab another one, Zach. I'm going to circle back and make sure
0: we're not missing anybody in the stream. It's been so hot and heavy. It looks like uh, Denzel Mims ran off a sub-4-3, 4-3-9, four, three, four, three, I believe. That's a great time for his someone of his caliber. He can be a first-round pick lock now. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The Broncos, if Mims is in the conversation as well, one of those guys is guaranteed to end up in the Broncos' laps at 15. They don't have to trade up for rugs or anybody else, Chad. Okay, guys, no more super chats. No more... No
2: mas. Let's let's just f- focus on the comments that are in the thread. I don't want to miss anybody. This is, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I d- that's not us being that's not me being ungrateful. I'm just saying you guys have spoken loud and clear tonight. We love you. Message l- received loud and clear. And uh, I just we the way it's going, we end up being on this podcast for like three hours, and and uh, <laughs> even you guys will start falling asleep at that point. So, um, all right, let me see here. Wardy Egal jumped in on super chat with a $10 donation. And unfortunately on my side, Zach, I don't know if you can get it on yours, but I, don't see um, I, I can't feature the comment, but Wardy, thank you for your support it says Henry Ruggs unofficially ran a four two eight just now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and again, I see why I see the allure, but you'd have to, you still would have to sell me on selling the farm for a wide receiver. All right. Um, we grab Philip and Booch. We grab Brian's two. Mark again. Chad the gangster comment is <laughs> a joke. Okay, I got you. And then Terry Randall again jumping in on super chat. Uh, hit the like button, peeps. Amen to that. And word up. Okay, let's grab a few more questions from. Uh, see if we grab someone on Facebook. Uh, grab someone on. on then Black knight. Here's to hope of grabbing the first MHH tank top. It's coming. We yes. promise it is coming. We're going to have some time this weekend to add some additional stuff. And the orange hat and the uh, tank top are the number one and number two things we're going to prioritize there. All right, let's see here. Um, Oscar is wondering about Juwan Winfrey. Dog, we talked about that earlier in the show. So just uh, rewind once the pod <laughs> is done and check that out. Um,
0: let's see of, here, guys. A lot of Jawan Winfrey fans, fans tonight, Chad. Surprising.
2: Oscar, with another question, though. Will Bosby stay on the team? He he must. He's a very good corner. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, even though the Broncos are not RFA tendering Bosby, the report from uh, Troy Rank is that they are still very interested in bringing him back. So what does that mean? They're interested in bringing him back, but they're not willing to RFA him. Basically, what they're saying is they're going to let him test the market. I think he's probably still going to find a pretty cold market, Zach, because mm-hmm. – He's coming off an injury, and he made his NFL debut last year, three games, and then, boom, he's out. So very small sample size, former undrafted guy, good chance. They're going to be able to circle back and re-sign him. And if they do, we're all going to be tipping our cap, and always going to look like a genius. They are running the risk at this stage of losing him. But if you can re-sign him for you know, a two-year deal for $2 million total,
0: you just saved yourself some cheddar, and you got him for a couple extra years, but you're still taking a risk to do that. There's no way he's going to sign for a million bucks a year, Chad. I mean, when he can get two million on a tender, even with that neck injury, it's not, I don't think it's career threatening. I think he can pass medicals eventually. Um, And what are the Broncos looking to do? Cut literally 500,000 from the payroll and looking to save a, a tender pick for that. I don't understand still while they're playing around. And like you mentioned, risking another team signing him another team could put on the tape and see everything he did in Denver last year and say, listen, he's healthy. He's a starting caliber cornerback. Let's bring him in. He's worth at least 2 million bucks. That's a steal for someone of his, of his talent.
2: Let's grab this one from Nathan, one or two more guys. And then we'll, we'll uh, cut you loose for tonight. Cause we're, this is officially the longest <laughs> huddle up podcast live stream that Zach and I have done. I know some of the other pods have gone longer, uh, but this is a record for us, and and we're loving every minute of it. Nathan says, do you think we pursue Leonard Williams or Michael Brockers? I don't think Brockers, Williams at the right price, but if my gut is telling me at this stage it's such a deep free agent defensive line class, Zach, that I think what you'll see is the Broncos pay Byron Jones, and I know that's a corner, bring back Derek Wolfe, so you got one starting spot locked down, and then I think they'll try and fill that other second defensive end spot with a uh, Javon Hargrave, a Jordan Phillips, uh, you know, someone that they can bring in and pay but not break the bank, even uh, Michael Pierce from the Baltimore Ravens. A yes. guy like that as opposed to going after Leonard Williams, a former top 5 pick and throwing the, you know, the the checkbook at him.
0: Yeah, you name the guy I want there. If they do break the bank on Byron Jones, they bring back either Shelby Harris or Derek Wolf. They can bring in Jordan Phillips, who would fit this system like a glove. He's a pocket poster. He's pretty much another version of Shelby Harris. You can get him and Derek Wolf and Byron Jones. That's quite the haul for defense. And you can go into the draft focusing on the offensive side and uh, a little more of the secondary.
2: Christy Desrock. I mean, girl power, straight up. Yes. She is the record holder. She is the queen on super chat, yes. the biggest individual donation all time we love you uh, cartoon triple sevens oh that's not a question I'm just alright let me let me scroll to the bottom here make sure I'm not missing anything guys and then we'll wrap up today's podcast uh, let me see here you know what Glenn says Carl and Nick uh, s- say you can always run longer Carl and Nick day you can always run longer uh, yeah they uh, they go over an hour every time And uh, I'm always hammering on them because, you know, you want to keep it between 35, 45 minutes so that it's a good conversation and you're not lagging and everyone's engaged and it doesn't bog down. All right, last one here, guys. And there were actually two more from Gunshy and What's Up 12. We're going to grab these two and then we're going to cut you loose. Gunshy on YouTube, what do you think about Denzel Mims? I'm a huge fan of Denzel Mims, and he's a guy that I think this is probably the fifth time I've mentioned Eric Trickle's name. But as his editor – you know, he submits all his draft stuff. I copy edit. I make sure everything's good, get it published. I learned so much about the draft class every year from from basically doing that for, for Eric Trickle. And he was a guy that uh, Denzel Mims, that he's been high on since before the Senior Bowl. And Mims had a great Senior Bowl, blasted at the Combine. He's a guy that you look
0: at, but now it might take a second round pick, Zach, if you want to get him. You know what? If he ran a four three nine at his height chat, he'd probably be a, a fringe first rounder. So unless the Broncos trade back or trade back into the first round, I don't know he'll even be there in the second round. He has all you want from a wide receiver. He ran it. He's killing the combine. He's performing really well. There's no medical issues to worry about. He's going to be, I think, when it's all said and done, elite first round draft pick. Great guy. Great talent.
2: All right, guys. Last one here from What's Up Twelve, and uh, we are out for tonight.
0: Do you guys think we'll bring back Will Parks? No. I don't. I don't see it. He's going to get another offer elsewhere for starter caliber money, and I don't. I don't see him coming back. I'm looking at Joe Woods in Cleveland and Vance yep. Joseph in in Arizona. Depending
2: on what the offer is, the Broncos have to compete with. I think there is a chance, but I'm more inclined to agree with Zach on this that he's going to find a, a bigger contract offer than what the Broncos are going to, willing to do. But if not, the Broncos definitely are remaining open to the possibility of talking to him and bringing him back. They just want to do it at the right price. All right, guys, that's got to do it for today's episode of the huddle up podcast. As always, thank you so much to each and every one of you who joined us live contributed to this conversation. The mile high mailbag is our favorite podcast of the week because we make it solely about your questions, your comments. And we love that. We look forward to it each and every week. And of course, a mile high salute, massive props to Christy, to Chris, to DW, to every one of you who have supported the show on super chat. It means the world to us. Like, there's just nothing more we can really say. And each and every one of you who have been so active on Super Chat, we tell you, reach out to us, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We want to send a thank you uh, best we can. Derek Wright on the way out. Appreciate you, dog. Thank, thank you, Derek. you so much. Just proving um, our point. Exactly. And But here's here's where we go from here, guys. We're off for the rest of this week. Tomorrow night you will have a live episode of, I believe they're doing Friday's, Dang it, now I can't remember if it's Friday or Saturday. But either Friday or Saturday, check the social media accounts. We'll let you know for sure. Um, Actually, let me double-check something real quick here. All right. I think it's going to be Friday nights is when they're doing their podcast. So you have that. And then Zach and I will be back in the saddle Sunday night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. So have a great finish to your week, guys. And, Zach, you have a great uh, weekend, dog. We'll talk again on Sunday. You as well, Chad. I'll see you then. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. Thank we'll you. We'll holler guys. at you again Sunday Thank night. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
1: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.